ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Welcome, everyone. This is Janice Porter, and this is the Relationships Rule Podcast. As always, I'm excited about my guest, and my guest today is Juliette Schmerler, who is the creative director and founder of Spark Tank Franchise Marketing. Welcome, Juliette, and I hope I got your name right. Thank you. Yes, you did. I know it's a bit of a tough one. <laughs> so first of all, I just want to say that uh, Juliette and I met through a referral, uh, a mutual connection of ours, and that's what I'm all about, connections, relationships, and when you meet somebody through somebody you already know, like, and trust, it just makes it easier, and I wondered if you felt that way, Juliet. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I think we, we sort of connected on LinkedIn, which I know is your area of specialty, um, but through somebody we knew, and yeah, it's always nice to have kind of a reference point when you're meeting somebody new, and I think we found out that we had a few other connections in common as well. Exactly. We did. And that, it just makes it easier to, um, to find that common bond to, to talk to people. And um, we've both actually, I think, been uh, active networkers in, uh, in the city of Vancouver out and about over the years. And that's probably, we, we may even have met before, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We might have. <laughs> yeah. So, so tell, tell us a little bit about Spark Tank Franchise Marketing. Sure, absolutely. So um, Spark Tank Franchise Marketing is a boutique uh, marketing agency that specializes in helping quality franchisees, so franchise recruitment. Mm -hmm. And we also do marketing programs so that when they've got those franchisees in place, we can generate business for those local businesses, so local marketing for, for their franchisees as well. Oh, okay. So that's, that's, and you do, you do most of that work digitally, correct? If not all of it, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, we do, we have kind of a whole program for our franchise recruitment. So this, you know, we develop um, the marketing materials to start with, to help them kind of showcase their, their um, franchise. And we do websites and print marketing materials and all kinds of things. And then we do, um, uh, we do a lot of advertising, so lead generation with LinkedIn, with Facebook, with, uh, with Google, um, and then we do some like email lead nurturing programs. So yeah, it's all pretty much the, in the digital space. Okay, so do you specialize in any, um, any vertical market, or is it just if it's, it meets the criteria of a good, strong franchise? Yeah, we don't, we don't, we haven't really narrowed down which vertical within the franchise industry uh, we can, we've worked with everything from you know a and w which is uh, as, as many people know is a is a large food franchise um, mm -hmm. to you know fitness franchises uh, to smaller franchises so we've worked you know with elderly care or all kinds of things i mean the main thing is that they're definitely in the franchise sector mm -hmm. um, 
and that they're kind of dealing with the challenges that we in particular help them solve, which is franchise recruitment and, and local sales for their franchisees. So um, the franchises that you um, work with, are, do they span, I think they do span Canada and the United States, correct? That's right. So some of the franchises, Franchises, we work with franchises that are both in Canada and the U.S. Um, so sometimes they are actually trying to market to both markets at once, but usually it's either a Canadian franchise wanting to expand in Canada or a U.S. franchise wanting to expand in the U.S. Um, so do you have uh, partners that you work with to help understand, um, you know, the difference in working in this, having franchises in one place or the other? So does that enlarge your team or does that happen with their particular franchise? Um, yeah, I mean, I think in terms of partners, not so much about understanding the different markets because they are like the challenges and the, the way we market is fairly similar. Obviously, there's different geographic issues right. and different population sizes and so on. But we do have... Um, franchise consultants like consultants and brokers in the franchise world who often will introduce us to clients and you know they'll they'll generate leads for us and kind of connect us with clients so that's one of the ways that we've been able to enter into the U.S. is through some, some contacts and um, connections in the U.S. like that. Okay that's in, so I, I am curious though because I don't I'm I've been in the network marketing industry for years but franchising is a whole different thing. I, I remember going to a franchise show once that was here just walking around and looking at all the different franchises that were being offered and and uh, like a trade show kind of thing. So how did you get into the franchise industry? What what was it for you that you that you said okay this is where I'm going to focus this is the industry that I'm going to focus on were you a franchise or yourself no no that's a great question actually um so we've been in business for actually over just over 20 years now and when we started out we were uh, more of a generalist kind of marketing firm um and about five or six years ago um we started to get a few franchise clients and um, I, first of all, kind of recognize the need to specialize a little bit more, which I think is really important in business is to kind yeah. of find a niche um, and to find, find a specialty. So that was sort of one motivation was like wanting to kind of find a more of a focus. And I just was always really drawn to the franchise industry because I love, I mean, there's sort of two parts of it. I, I love the systems and the branding um, that goes into franchises. And I'm, I'm very much an entrepreneur at heart. I come from a very entrepreneurial family. And I love the fact that the franchise world gives these amazing opportunities to, you know, would-be prospective entrepreneurs to own mm -hmm. their own business. So it's, it's a thing. We get to kind of work on the corporate side when we work with the franchisor, but what we're doing is actually producing opportunities for people who want to own their own business to become entrepreneurs. So I think it's a combination of all those factors that really drew me into the franchise industry. Um, and once we got involved, the, the services that we're offering, there was a real need for them. Um, and we just found that it, it really took off. It was really a good decision to kind of go in that direction. Well, I, I totally agree with you that niche marketing is really important these days and have a specialty and do it well and when it falls into your lap and it works because maybe you're the 
maybe the only game in town or the best game in town, or there's so few of you that there's enough work for everybody. I think that's perfect. I think, you know, I think it's, it's, um, it makes life easier in so many ways when you know exactly who you serve. Right. And mm-hmm. yeah. so that's, that's, yeah. really, mm-hmm. go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's um, I think it benefits everyone because you become, you, you really understand your, the market you're dealing with. You understand your clients, you understand the industry, the challenges they face, and you get to be also, you get really good at what you do because the more you specialize, the better you get at what you do and the more your solutions are really tailored to that particular audience. So it's, it's it, you know, you also become a bit more of a thought leader too. So it's kind of a win-win for the client and for yourself. Yes, I, I totally agree. Um, I have to ask this question that's popping up in my head because we live in a melting pot. Canada is, you know, the land of opportunity still for so many people coming from other countries. And I don't know if it's so much so in the United States, but um, is there a certain uh, uh, avatar for a franchise or these days? Like, are they, are they people who have come from another country and they want to, you know, establish themselves and therefore this is an easier way to do it. They come with a certain amount of money or whatever, and, or they have to switch out of their profession because they can't do it in Canada. I don't know. These are just things mm-hmm. that come into my head. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. There's definitely, that's definitely one of the, I guess, frequent sort of target markets for the franchise industry um, because like you said there's a lot of times people coming in from other countries they're making a fresh start Um, owning a business is a good way to go and with with the franchise model you have that security of a a sort of a built-in system so Mm -hmm. yeah definitely um, immigrants in Canada and the U.S. are, are you know one of the targets for the franchising kind of world in addition to that, um, what, I, what I always hear from franchisors that we work with is, you know, I think, you know, people would assume possibly that, say, it's a fitness franchise that, you know, they're looking for that fitness instructor or someone who has a, you know, um, a fitness background. And while that can be really helpful, what they're usually really looking for is somebody with great leadership skills, with great business skills, uh, maybe sales skills, who can really run a business. And if they happen to have a passion for what that business is about, whether it's fitness or food or what have you, that's definitely a bonus. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, or also like in general, they're looking for um, people who kind of had that right personality fit to run a business. Makes total sense. And uh, I totally understand that. Something I saw on your website, it was just a minute. I'm just having a quick look. It was something about, okay, I think it might've been a blog post that you did something about uh, when you work for a company to attract and find new franchisees. You talked about drip campaigns, I think. Does that ring a bell? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And so how important yeah. it is that if somebody, you know, had some interest or you've spoken to somebody, but it wasn't the right time or whatever, that you stay connected to them and you, you know, send them some information on it. Uh, a regular basis and so on. So 
that intrigued me because I totally get that, of course. It's something that a lot of people today do. We all have our email lists and we're all always trying to be in front of our prospects. So I want to turn that now into you got your franchise or and they've got X number of franchisees and those people. And I know it must depend on the type of business it is. But do you get involved at all in teaching the franchisees or even the franchisor to teach their franchisees how to retain their clients by doing some of that same thing or by showing appreciation, you know, whether, you know, part of my business is, is all about nurturing clients through sending cards and gifts. And so I don't know, does that transpose into the franchise industry some way? So I think I asked more. Um, so, I mean, <laughs> that's okay. No worries. Yeah. Um, I think uh, when, when we're doing franchise recruitment, so when they're trying to find franchisees, franchise, what we call, what we call in the industry, like lead nurturing or email follow-up, that kind of thing is really important. Because when you think about it, somebody who's thinking of purchasing a franchise, we're not talking about buying a pair of Nikes here. We're talking about changing your life, investing exactly. usually a good amount of money, yep. uh, starting a business. So if what we do a lot of um, reach to kind of find people who are interested, but just because you get somebody who clicks on a link and goes to your landing page or maybe even fills out a form. It doesn't mean that like the next day they're going to, okay, you know what, here's your right. and I'm going to start a franchise. So the lead, you know, or the email follow-up um, in addition to a real person, because I don't believe that it's all should be done in an automated way. I think you, know, you need to establish a relationship with the salesperson and have that connection. I think that's really, really critical. But where I think the email follow-up and the lead nurturing can help is just that keeping you top of mind, building that trust and, and and um, I think what's really important and what we try to do when we, when we do those email follow-ups is not, it, for not, to not always sound like another sales pitch. Like people don't need to be, you know, emailed to say, hey, are you going to buy? Are you going to buy? Right. Are you study? Let me tell you the story of Joe who opened a franchise and look how it changed his life. Or, Perfect. or let me tell you about how we, help, we have a conference every year that helps our franchisees or, you know, like here's a charity that we support because that's what builds that relationship and that trust with people because they're, just sometimes in some cases they you know are just starting to think about this idea so the lead nurturing is just super important to build that trust build that relationship it's also important uh, for franchisees to have that kind of follow-up and nurturing with their clients with their local market and just keeping in touch and again not trying to be too too salesy but definitely keeping staying top of mind with people Right. I think um, I do like what you said, though, about the fact that you still see the value in building a, a personal relationship with somebody, uh, the salesperson uh, and the prospect in person or over Zoom or whatever, because you need to see the whites of people's eyes and they need to see yours, I think. Yeah. And, right. And you can't just build a relationship totally on email marketing but i mean it does work for sure there's a lot of it out there but it, it's about i still say it's about picking up the phone it's about talking to people it's about showing them you know that you appreciate that you're even that they're even considering coming into business you know with you so to speak so yeah, especially for um, a big ticket item oh like totally. buying a franchise yes and yes. at the end of the day 
people buy from people that they like. That's kind of a known fact in the sales world. And, yep. you know, you might like somebody a little bit through email, but you, you probably like them a little more when you actually get to talk to them. <laughs> and then it comes around to what I started off with is about relationships. When you know that somebody knows someone you know or has worked with someone and they've got good uh, testimonials and recommendations and things like that, all of that helps, right? It all helps. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely, so, definitely. What would you say are some of the most important lessons you've learned about growing your business? Wow, where do I begin? <laughs> uh, I've learned a lot of lessons over the 20 years we've been in business, but I would say um, learning to learning that you can't do it all, and that sometimes it's good to be surrounded by people who are even better at certain things than you are, are I think surrounding yourself with good people and knowing when to give delegate and give other people ownership of it really there's no way you can grow a business if you try to do it all yourself so i think that's one really big thing um i think continuously investing in your business i think there are times where you need to take risks and you need to invest in your business and you need to whether that's with sales initiatives or marketing or your team or what have you i think sometimes you have to kind of go for it um, in order to grow um, and then I'd say maybe the third thing would be building systems. That has been a huge uh, deal changer for us is just, you know, creating systems so that you're not dependent on any particular person to have all that knowledge in their head and, you know, have it really nice processes in place. It just makes for a better experience for everyone involved. Those are really great uh, answers. Delegate, risk, and build systems. Those are things that entrepreneurs struggle with all the time, right? Mm -hmm. So would you say yeah. that you have had one or two um, mentors that have taught you those things? Like, do you follow anybody specific that, you know, has been uh, um, significant in you making, you know, coming up with those ahas? Yeah, definitely. I think over the years I've had different mentors who were kind of appropriate for me at different stages. So I think when I first started my business, um, I had a friend who um, is a, quite a successful business person. And he, you know, when I was very, very early stage, when he saw that I was trying to do it all myself, he's like, you got to go read E-Myth. You know, that was kind of his oh, thing, right. read e -Myth. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'll read it. And that, yeah. And that was sort of my first sort of introduction to thinking about things a little differently. Um, that was a long time ago. I'd say these days, um, I'm actually in a program at the moment called the Academy, um, which is run by a woman called Kat Howell, and she's um, she owns a, a nice size um, marketing agency in New Zealand, and um, it's kind of a, a program about that. It's a it's a group of other uh, agency owners that come together. We kind of share ideas, and she also shares you know some of her knowledge about growing an agency and. I'm definitely learning a lot from her in terms of um, the way she's grown and some of the she, some of the things she's done to kind of get to her to where she is right now. And I find it's always really helpful to have someone who's just a little further ahead than you are, because yeah. I think you can always learn so much from people who just you know a couple steps ahead of where you want to where you want to go. Um, or where you are right now. And there's always, you know, something to be learned from everyone. I think like that everybody has something interesting and sometimes they have a very different approach than you have. And it kind of opens your eyes. You go, Oh, that's an interesting way of approaching it. Cause you, you tend to kind of get into your own habits and your own way of 
dealing with things. So that, that's been really helpful for me lately. So just tell me again what her last name was because it cut out when you said it. The Academy, Pat? Cat Howell. So it's H-O-W-E-L-L. It's very much a program geared to agency owners. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and it was Cat? Cat? Cat, like Catherine, C-A-T. Got it. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I got that right. Um, what I think is fascinating about that is how global everything is now and how easy it is to learn and share with people from all over the world. It's just, you said she was in Australia, right? Yeah, she's actually in New Zealand, but yeah, it's true. And Sorry. in that group where there's, yeah, that's okay. There's, and there's, there's actually in that group, there's a, there's people from all over the world. So it, it's really, yeah, it is really so much easier to connect and it's, oh, it's nice amazing. to have that sort of international group of colleagues. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I love it. And um, tell me what would you say you help your customers what challenges do you help them resolve? What are the top two or three challenges that you help them with? Well, I think with fran in the franchise world, it really mm -hmm. is super challenging to find quality franchisees. It's it's one thing to get leads. It's one thing for people to go, okay, I know, you know, get somebody to click on a link or, you know, express interest, but finding those quality candidates to uh -huh. purchase and become part of your brand is, is definitely a challenge. So that's one thing that we really try to work on is finding more, we're always innovating and always finding new channels, new little methodologies to kind of attract good people. Now, not every lead is going to be good. That's just a given, but we, you know, that's yeah. kind of our focus is to find quality franchising, which is, which is challenging for in the franchise world. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'd say um, the other thing is, you know, it's obviously on board. They want to keep showing them that, yeah, we are supporting you and we're offering you all this, these great tools to help you build your business. Cause that's kind of part of why a person buys a franchise because of you course all that support. So we, you know, we develop these programs so that once they get on board to keep helping them, these actual franchisees be successful with marketing in their own local areas. So I'd say those are the two biggest things we help with. Would you say, what would you say is the, and I know it's going to vary based on the type of franchise and the amount of money that somebody um, invests in the first place, but just on, a, on an average, how long would you say it takes for a franchise to become profitable? That's a great question. And I don't know if I can totally answer yeah, that. I know it's pretty vague, I know. Because I don't get too involved. Yeah, no, that's okay. I, it's just, we don't get too involved in that side of things. We're more, we do help with the marketing and, but as far as like the numbers and how quickly yeah. they become successful, I could tell you sort of anecdotally from what I hear, but um, I do know, I can say that I think it's important that a franchisee or like any business understands that initially there is an investment and it takes time to you know you have to, you have to kind of invest in it you have to be patient because it doesn't just fall on your lap the moment you do it but the benefit you have with a franchise if it's a well-run franchise because they're not not all of them are right um you know that they're coming and they've gone through some of the difficult things that you're going to experience and they're going to kind of set you up on the you know the right path at the beginning so it's probably your 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 um risk factor and your time to profitability is probably a lot shorter than it would okay. be normally 
that makes sense. So just before we, uh, we finish up, I have to ask you, I, I, some of the things that I ask you come because I'm a curious person and I just start thinking, hmm, I wonder about this or I wonder about that. So what do you think of when I say the word curiosity? Is that something that I know you're an entrepreneur, so I'm sure it sparks something, but I love that word and I love being curious and I just wondered what your thoughts are about that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, curiosity is something that I think you need when you are serving the public because and I guess the thing that kind of comes to mind for me is that, and I think this is part of what is, has, you know, made me successful is that I really love business. And I, every time I work with a client, I'm really curious and interested in what they do. And I feel like I've learned about so many businesses over the years, just doing what I do. So when we first sit down with a new client, you know, I really love to dig in and kind of go, okay, what's that special thing about you? Or what is it you're dealing with? Or what is it you do and understanding their industry? And I think that when we develop their marketing materials, that curiosity allows us to make them kind of stand out and to really kind of highlight um, what makes them unique and what, what is sort of their, um, their unique you know, selling proposition. Mm -hmm. So I think that it helps to have curiosity and to be, I actually really am genuinely interested in the people's businesses from, you know, even the kind of some of the most obscure things I've dealt with, like, you know, I dealt with a company that was selling radiator parts and, you know, I'm not, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a car person, but I still find the, the business side of it very interesting, you know, sure. and, and I, I think that has really helped. That, that must be interesting too, in that, because that isn't something that, you know, you were, uh, that you find sexy or, or interesting that uh, to challenge you to make it look that way for their client, for the client. Yeah, definitely. Like there's definitely certain things that uh, certain industries where, you know, photography wise or image wise, it's a little easier to, to, to think of it in a sort of a marketing perspective. But I think that I always put myself in the shoes of their their customer and i think you know what is exciting about this business you know what why does it help people you know what and i i'm just honestly interested i'm like well you know that's it. i didn't know you set up warehouses that way you did i just find it interesting because it's just business. right so, so you're curious yeah sometimes there's some, some yeah <laughs> yeah and some businesses are a little sexier than others for sure but they're all interesting to me in, in different ways now, is it, is it the industry or is it the person? I mean, I think, I think I, the relationships you have with your customers, um, having a good connection with a customer definitely helps in, when you're working with business, you know, if you have a good relationship with them, that's great. But I think as far as like my curiosity, it tends to be more about their business, I'd say. Okay. Okay. See, for me, it's more about the person and how they make all that happen and how they, how they, uh, you know, do what they do and do it well and whatever. But, you know, that's the thing about curiosity, right? It, it, it's just interesting how it, different people see it and what it means to them. So thank you for sharing that with me. I appreciate it. So how can no people find you and what would you say, you know, how can we help you? If, if you, what are you looking for that my audience might be able to, to help you with? What message do you want to leave with my listeners about what you do and, and the power of, of, a fr of franchising? Sure. Um, so like in terms of finding us, our website is 
Spark Tank franchise marketing. So it's not Shark Tank. A lot of people think it's <laughs> Spark as S P A R K. Spark Tank uh, franchise marketing. Um, and dot com, I should say. And um, as far as what, how people can help, I mean, if, if people out there know of a franchisor who is trying to grow their franchise or wants to help their local franchisees to generate kind of our target market. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also just, I'm open if, if people have any questions they want to ask me about franchise. I mean, I'm not a, you know, I'm, I do know a fair bit about franchising. I can, if someone is interested in a franchise, I can certainly connect them with people who, who do connect um, buyers and sellers of franchises. Sure. So if they were looking for one, I could certainly, not what I do, but I could certainly help them out. Um, but if they, even if people just have questions and about business, I'm happy to, to, to connect, you know, I'm always happy to kind of share any, any knowledge I've, I've learned over the years. What percentage of, of the work, I know I'm just sidetracking now because I've got one more question in my head. What percentage of, of your work do you actually use LinkedIn for? Um, well, I do use LinkedIn for myself. It's a great tool for um, finding my prospective customers because what I do is very B2B oriented. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. really, you know, is a, is a great resource for the the, the uh, prospects that are a good fit for my business. But in addition, um, with franchise recruitment, we often use LinkedIn to help them find potential franchisees as well. So okay. it's a really great tool for connecting and for B2B, I'd say. Totally. Of course, I agree. <laughs> anyway, well, um, I appreciate the time that you've spent today and giving me a little bit of insight in our our listeners, some insight into who you are and what you do. And I will put your website on in the show notes and encourage people to check it out and see uh, the kind of marketing that you do. And if it's of any uh, interest for them to connect from one side of your business to the other, they hopefully will do so. And thank you so much for being on the Relationships Rule podcast today. My pleasure. I really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you so much, and we will stay connected and be remembered. Sounds great. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.